Your Newcastle. This episode of Your Newcastle podcast, I'm joined by the amazing, the fabulous, our museum director, Julie Baird. Hello, Julie. Hello. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm feeling all chuffed now. I'm pretending to be like a radio person today. So, yeah, yeah. So, this is going to go well. I've also got the amazing (laughs) Alexandra Morris with me. Hi, Alex. (laughs) Hey, Natalie. We're talking about Museum Park and people know about the fabulous museum that you run for us in the city of Newcastle, the people of Newcastle and the visitors and the amazing programs that you put on, the amazing displays you put on, but people don't know about the park that we've created next to the museum. Mm. And if people follow the museum on social media, they will know a little bit about what we're talking about today. The fabulous museum park that we've created next to the museum hosts such a diverse range of people. I love that as the director of the museum and the staff of the museum, like Alex, have embraced that diversity and are celebrating it through the people of Museum Park. Tell me a little bit about the ideas and the concept that created this journey for you, Julie. Well, funnily enough, it started as a solution to a problem. So pretty much as soon as the park opened its fences up we had skaters and we knew we were going to have skaters and we got this huge community of people all of a sudden using the park and then we had housing open right next door to the museum and we found there was this tension between people using the park and people living next to the park and because we are the way we are we were meeting all the different people so we'd go outside have a chat with mickey on the skateboard and then we'd talk to yvonne and we thought if only these people knew each other if only people could actually see that this diversity that was happening this activation were all real people with really interesting stories so alex and brie and i sat around and we're having a chat about how could we get people to know that no one's mm. scary, that everyone has a right to use the park and this and people of the park was the solution. And the thing is that there's so many different ways that you can use the park as well. I think there was a little bit of an idea that this park had only been for skateboarders and the skateboarders had taken over and we were talking about, actually there is one gentleman in particular, Noel, I think is how you say his name. Mm. I feel like we were talking about him because he'd come and do capoeira, which is a martial art form that's very fascinating to watch. And he'd Yeah, watch because capoeira the- is a mix of martial arts, but it's a very flowing dance move, yeah. but very athletic for people that don't know it. And you, sometimes you wouldn't even know you were watching martial arts. It's quite fantastic. Yeah. And I get off the tram in the morning and I walk across and I feel like Sheena Easton because it's like, oh, I'm so cosmopolitan because I'm taking public transport to work because mm-hmm. I'm a country girl, right? So that's impressive. <laughs> and then I come through the beautiful BIC and there's this dude using that's our for, for listeners is the Visitor Information, Information Centre. <laughs> and so I, I go past there and there's this guy doing these beautiful dance fight moves in front of the museum because the lovely windows, he can see himself. So he can practice like that. And it's just like, Mm. oh, nice. And then people would walk their dogs. People will have lunch. Mm. And so it was just a way of trying to examine all the different kinds of wonderful things that happen in our park, which rate Mm. from music performances to big picture festival to just ordinary folks having their lunch to Anzac crosses, you name it, we do it in that park. 
it's all about people and place. And yeah. this is really placemaking in action, isn't it? And one of my favorite little things you've done to really create an environment that is inclusive and welcoming in Museum Park is your museum mum sign. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because we've got like a high mix use site. And I had someone say, can you ban skateboarding in the park? And I looked it up legally and worked out that as long as they stayed on the left and gave way to pedestrians, everything was legal. And I thought, how am I going to say this in a way that isn't council? Mm. You know, like yeah, a, yeah. Like a proper yeah. sign, that's all. So I thought, okay, well, let's do it how we would do it. Our branding is exploding heads. So we've got all these people looking surprised. And so I picked Jeff, who's our bug control man, and with an exploding head. And I just put, <laughs> you're welcome to use the park, but please, these are the rules, so you know. And I signed it how I sign messages to my kids because basically – I'm old enough that these guys are my kids, right? So I said, stay safe, have fun, be nice, your museum mum. And that sign actually ended up going viral. So there was council planners that had colleagues in Melbourne and around the world that had seen that sign because the skaters are great for sending things viral. So they'd taken photos and now all these people are going, look at this incredibly progressive council that rather than making things structured and formal is just going, this is the way it is. This is a community and we want to be part of it. Um, it's all about learning to live together and work together and accept people's differences and things you might not love they're entitled to enjoy the park how they would like to enjoy the park. And I've talked about this with Poppy Star Olsen and other people involved in skating. And, you know, she's on her way to becoming an Olympic athlete, that there's this sort of old view of some sort of antisocial behaviour that happens because people enjoy that as a sport. And yes, mm. it does come into the public domain, but there are ways, like that's an amazing solution that you and the museum team have come up with. From my end, my daughter said to me, she skates a little bit, but not like that. She'd heard about a petition and came and said, why are you banning skateboarding in the park? <laughs> and I, was, I said, Stella, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, I've seen that. No, I'm not banning skateboarding in the park and I never would. It's a petition by local residents. And those sorts of things can go all over the place. But you've stepped in and your team at the museum with a great solution. And, you know, what I see when I go down to the park in that high-use area with a really good mix of housing next to it and a full rebirth in terms of how that space is being used is a great opportunity to introduce people like Noel or Noel, who mm -hmm. does a capoeira. Tell me a little bit more about the other characters you found in your park next oh, to the museum. Oh, we've got some, yeah. we've always had characters in yeah. our park. Yeah. What about the guitar guy? Yeah, that was another one. His name was Braden, and he was just playing guitar and singing his heart out on the bench. And that's the cool thing. If you look for people of the park on Instagram, they're not just photos. There are some really cool photos, but there's definitely videos as well when we can. And there's parkour people as well, too. We got some videos of them, but he's just singing his heart out for Jesus. Oh, <laughs> and he was harmless as could be, but just happy guy, happy to sit there and sing. Good tune. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was a 
man playing guitar in the park kind of tune. You know, it wasn't the opera house, but... <laughs> well, yeah. the park is for everybody. That's yeah. right. And some of the things that have happened, like we had a late night activity and we had a whole lot of Waramai cultural people and they were doing tool making. So they'd set up a fire pit and they had a fire and they were doing it. And at the same time, we had a Indian cultural dance group. And there was one little boy in full gorgeous dance costume came up to Luke, who's the Gurukai deputy chair, and said, do you guys live in the jungle? (laughs) And instead of being offended, these guys go, no, I live in Georgetown. And so they sat this kid down and he learned how to make spears, how to make fishing spears traditionally. And so there was this beautiful moment. And I think that's the thing that I love about the museum is I often feel like a spider in a web. It's like pulling different people together that wouldn't normally Mm. interact. We've got this beautiful space and that's so important to have grass and trees. And, you know, I was watching a mum's group the other day all sit around with their newborn babies underneath the tree. And I just think the more that development happens in Newcastle, that sort of private green space that's public that you can hang out in is just going to be so great. When we were going through that process with council of some of those really difficult decisions around transport changes that the New South Wales government were going through, what Newcastle would look like in the future with those changes and how do we protect that land and that space because there's a lot of questions over Mm. the future use. One of the things I think we did really well at council in managing what was a pretty difficult situation for us here was saying that needs to be public open space. And the only lots that got used along that now disused rail corridor were for affordable housing and for the university in the future, which will abut the other side of Museum Park. So for education and higher education. And I think that outcome also will create a nice environment. So instead of potential development going on those areas, we actually have that opportunity to create a green space, not just in and itself, but on one side is the new Visitor Information Centre, which is a great adaptive reuse, actually award-winning architecturally as well, and the fantastic programming you have at the museum. Feeling social? Follow City of Newcastle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. I'm not sure if everyone realises the work that you do with our Gurukai, that's our Indigenous Affairs Committee, but also in terms of celebrating our pre-European history. Tell us a little bit about the exhibition and the permanent exhibition around the fishing tree, Julie. Yeah, we play a long game at the museum, so we do baby steps. And I think that the reason that we've got such a good relationship with Aboriginal community is we don't tell people what to do. We say, this is our space. We have been blessed with this and allow people to use their voices. So we've got a fishing tree that was donated to us. It was vandalised way back in the day came to the museum so we've used that to spread out Luke Russell's made a replica canoe and a spear so people can see we've got an augmented reality that you can come and you can see how people used it and now in the park because the Newcastle Museum always changes it's never the same thing people think a museum you just go plonk and then that's it but I wouldn't be this tired if it didn't change. Oh, so. you guys work hard. There's a constant change at the museum. And there's a way to connect with our history that people, uh, I would really encourage it if you haven't had that opportunity to connect with what was here before there was buildings here, before there was a European settlement, was tens of thousands of years of wonderful cultural and heritage that is celebrated all around the city and surrounds 
But there is a really nice way to celebrate that. Also, yeah. Luke Russell is a Waramai man who's actually not only bringing back language as well from his people and different language groups from the Hawkesbury all the way up to, say, Taree, he's also bringing back those traditional methods of making the canoes and sharing that with young Indian boys in a dance costume. Yeah, and so we've decided that we're going to do an exhibition we're doing called Living Labels. So Living Labels is actually taking anything in the museum that's written on a wall about a tree and planting it in the backyard. So behind that section, there'll be some grass trees and we'll grow them for a set amount of time and then we'll cut them down and give the product to Aboriginal and artistic cultural groups so they can make stuff out of it and we'll plant new ones. So we'll have this constant evolving thing so you can read about, oh, this spear's made out of a grass tree and look through the window and go and have your lunch sitting beside the grass tree. And I think that that kind of sense of always seeing that change and making it more livable, because since museum parks opened, we put a little bit of rail for learner skaters around Mm. the edge to make them have more fun. And we're going to put a beehive in there for native stingless bees. So there'll always be flowers and plants. and Talk about going viral when we said that we've added that rail I think that's the most likes the museum's Instagram has ever had. It was getting shared everywhere. It was like, wow, this is all we got to do, Julie. We just got to. Yeah. And look, the council guys putting it in. At first, they yeah. were like, oh, you know, they're doing this stuff. And all these kids kept coming over and going, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're putting rail. And they're like, man, you're the best. Yeah. And they're like high fiving and pounding all the like council workers. And these guys, when they left, they were like, they're walking pretty tall and also there was one more thing i was going to mention about the skateboarding as something for people to watch so when i'm asking people why are you in the park and what brought you to the park today many different times their answer been i just came to watch the skateboarders and i think that's pretty cool too like that it's something they enjoy to see so it's passive and active 100 percent. i couldn't do what they do (laughs) well there's one guy rowan who's like sponsored by nike and is like international fame as far as street skating goes he's one of the best in australia and one of the best in the world and he skates civic Mm -hmm. which is what they call it they don't call it museum park unfortunately i Mm. wish they would call it museum (laughs) but they call it civic so he skates and then it goes virally around the world so we had tourists kids who had come on the train from sydney to come to museum park to watch rowan skate because they'd seen it online and I'm going so we've got all different kinds of tourists coming for different reasons. It's amazing to hear what brings people to Newcastle and that skate culture is actually decades old in Newcastle. I've heard of Rowan and that the sponsorship with Nike. He's big internationally and there are many different places but creating that environment where everybody is welcome, adding the rail. You know, one day people might move in. Who knows? Some of the younger skaters that don't go on to professional stardom in their chosen sport might end up stepping through the doors and ending up as a career like you have, Julie, or you, Alex. You know, we're looking at working with one of the skateboarders who's an academic, looking at doing a history of what Newcastle skating was about. But we also have guys skating out there that are disability carers who come mm-hmm. during their work hours. Doing skateboarding, yeah. Because yeah. it's also a really physically accessible space and that's how we show our sort of respect for community as part of our council values is everyone's family when they come to museums. Yeah. So, you know, we have such a broad variety of people who come 
and their family. And we don't call them Facebook followers, they're Facebook family. And that's the way we like to work with staff and that's the way we like to work with community. Jim Turvey is one of the academic you're mentioning that has been so appreciative and so much a part of the community. He'll come and chat with us about what's going on with the skaters. Is everyone being respectful? And he's kind of, I wouldn't call him a figurehead. I don't know if he'd appreciate that, but he's definitely an influence on the park. And I just, I think it's so lovely that he's checking in with the staff. He's concerned. He recognizes that this is a great thing for the community and he wants it to keep going. So I think that's really cool. We had some little kids being rat bags once and Samantha who runs a VIC asked this one skateboarder will you just like get those kids to calm down and the skater goes oi get lost (laughs) kids out of here and so and she had no idea that she had asked Rowan to do it so all these kids are like oh no God's talking to us and and so so it's almost Mm. this balance so so I found the more activation we have with self-moderating yeah people having lunch people walking through you know we've got picnic blankets and umbrellas people can use if they want them and the more that happens, then the less crime, the less vandalism, the less antisocial behaviour, that a living park is a great thing. It's all about place activation, having people in there, having activity in there. Mm. When we were planting the red cedar tree with Shane Fitzsimmons, a resilience commissioner, we looked across after doing that event and there was a lady sketching in the park. And it looked like, I didn't, you know, go and pry because she looked quite busy, but it looked like she was sketching some of the flora and fauna that were in and around the park to me. And I thought, isn't that lovely? The space that we've created with the changes in Newcastle and being able to link the wonderful culture and team that you, Julie, have created at the museum to the outdoors, I think it's going to be a really interesting journey and a really interesting story as Newcastle grows and evolves. What's happening in your Newcastle? Subscribe to our mailing list at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. Other items and events that are coming up at the museum that also I think are really exciting is getting some old bands back together. Tell us a little bit about what you've been working on. Speaking of placemaking and identity, so we've been working on an exhibition about the Castanet Club, which has just been the most fun. We got a donation of their collection. Whoa, Uh, that's cool. I know, right? And so we've been sitting on it. We've been waiting until a perfect moment, and this is a perfect moment. So we've been working with Steve Abbott and... Sandman? uh, Sandman. We choose to start the exhibition now. We're very excited. (laughs) So we're developing this thing. And really what we want to talk about was why did Newcastle explode? They did it themselves and they ended up internationally famous. They've got Academy Awards. They changed Newcastle onto the world stage as far as comedy, particularly in Australia in the 1990s and 2000s. But that sense that you do it yourself, that you get a bunch of friends together, you you ask the 19-year-old who's got a bit of art skill, Michael Bell, to paint your picture and paint your signs. And so, yeah, so we've got new work being created by Michael Bell. He's amazing. I love his work. I know. Yeah. And then Chit Chat Von Lupenstab from MGF is doing a series of videos with people. Whether you loved them or hated them, that bravery of creativity that they just went, yep, we want to do this. So we're just going to get a club and you got make Michael our own Bell, things. 
you've got Steve Abbott, you've got Chit Chat. This Warren is like the Coleman. who's who. And for people Alex's age, Angela from Play School was a mm. Castanet Club member as well. So there's all these kind of different ways you can hook in. And we're working with young artists in theatre and music and not getting them to recreate Castanets, but say, okay, look, this is what these guys did. They used to dress up in funny clothes and go to McDonald's at Broadmeadow and just like hang out. And they would hire a bus and like take people on a comedy journey around Newcastle and film it and so we're saying okay this is the kind of thing these guys did in the 80s what do you want to do now so we've got some really fun musical and theatre performances coming up as part of the programming as well I think that show sounds absolutely fabulous Castanet Club an exhibition you can dance to it's called let's dance Mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining me today Julie Baird and Alex Morris it's been wonderful to talk about Museum Park thank you for having us us. that's your Newcastle if you enjoyed this podcast please rate and review us wherever you listen 